Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 16th, six minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Ukrainians President Vladimir Zelensky, yesterday he asked Switzerland to hold a high level peace summit of world leaders on ending Russia's full scale invasion. And at first sight, I thought, wow, great news. We're heading in the right direction. That's a wonderful headline. But here is the caveat. They're not inviting anybody from Moscow. So without inviting the guy who's invading you're just whining right it's like we're gonna have a surprise party without inviting the birthday boy yeah you know the whole ukraine thing to me is fascinating because it really does show uh, i don't know if attention span is the right word or i'm gonna just throw a bunch of words out here level well yeah but i'm also so much of the the things we do and i credit almost 100% social media and the rise of the internet for this. So much of the things that we profess to be or be behind or whatever is just phony baloney, you know, spur of the moment, cool kid club, bull crap. Like nothing's changed in Ukraine. So how did we go from, hey, everyone's flag is yellow and blue to most people are like, yeah, we should probably stop sending them money now. I mean, it, like, what, nothing's changed. If this was some great cause du jour mm-hmm. or some great cause, why would you? Why would you ever get off it? When the reality is, it was just the cause du jour and the thing of the moment. And it's no different than masking during COVID. Remember, you know, or getting your vax shot during COVID. Nothing's changed. I mean, I. We were telling you on this show from the beginning that mask does not work. Uh, you're not going to stop getting COVID if you if you get this shot. I mean, all these things that we were saying that came 100% true. And now people, you know, are not in favor of all those things. It, and this is a part of a big part of why American society is in such trouble is we have people that are totally reactionary to whatever the mob is in the moment rather than thinking the thing through and going, does this make sense? Is this actually good for us? And so when I hear people talk about, continue to talk about Ukraine, look, I've been against sending them money and every anything from the beginning. I'm wondering if this isn't a situation where people thought it was going to be a lot easier than what it turned out to be. February marks two years since this all began and Moscow still intensifying their aerial assaults on Ukraine over the recent weeks. And now the price tag allegedly mm-hmm. is up to $113 billion. This, okay, the, the radio guy, and mm-hmm. I say this so often, because it is true. The radio guy should not be smarter than the people whose lives are or should be invested in making these choices. I'm talking like the career government people who get all the data and crunch all the numbers. I mean, those people have access to things that we never see. And from the beginning, you looked at this on the outside and said, wait a second. Now, unless you're prepared to send actual forces in or engage in actual military conflict, this thing is never going to solve itself because Russia, no matter how much ammunition you send the Ukraine, the Ukrainians, is always going to be bigger and it's always going to be better. And as long as Putin is alive, he's going to keep going. And so you had two choices, either kill Putin, which we've decided not to do, or 
send ground troops in and aerial forces in, which we're not doing. So this was the logical conclusion for the past almost two years now. I shouldn't be able to look at this on the outside and come to that, and these people can't figure it out. And here we are, Casey, two years later, mm-hmm. we're right where we started. Mm-hmm. Only we're down, uh, what, $110 billion? 113, oh, 113 allegedly, because it hasn't been transparent. All, all we got for this was nothing. All we got for this was nothing. Our gas prices went up. We created world instability because now Russia has a relationship with China or an Mm -hmm. enhanced relationship with China and the Iranians. That's not good for us. Nothing good for us has come based on Joe Biden and the Republican Party because Mitch McConnell made very clear that the, the Ukraine stuff is the number one priority of the Republicans in the Senate. Nothing good has come from their decisions. Now, and I heard Tony talking about it again this morning, and he is, you know, keeps saying, well, we should be sending them munitions, and we should be sending them this and that. Why? What has Ukraine ever done, and nobody can answer this question for me, that would prove to us that in 10 years, those very weapons are not going to end up turning against us just like every military mm-hmm. conflict we almost ever get involved in. We have sent them munitions. Yeah. 10,000 Javelin anti-armor systems. So the question is, where does it end? And it, nobody nobody has an answer to that. I am not Team Ukraine, and I know that may be an pop, unpopular opinion to a lot of people. There's nothing Ukraine has done in its, its history as a country, either from whose side they've been on, how anti-American they've been, or given their current status where they want something from us, so they're pretending to be nice, how corrupt they actually are. That would lead me to believe this is a good investment of my money. Now, if it's Britain, hey, game on. Yeah, those guys got a track record. Even if it's France, who usually turns tail and runs and cries, you know, cries mercy, at least they do it on our side. Mm-hmm. These people, there's nothing. I, I Look, I would much rather. We're not the world's policemen. There's nothing Ukraine has done that would prove to me that they deserve $113 billion of our money. I have said this for many, many years. Russia's going to Russia. Putin is going to do what he is going to do. And I would rather deal with people and have a better quality of life and and no, and be engaged with the devil that I know and can have some level of control over versus we've lost all control over Russia. And now all we have is Ukraine still fighting, no closer to victory than they were the day it started. And you've got Russia with enhanced relations with China and Iran. Mm -hmm. Boy, looking great for America, isn't it, Casey? Well, and we mentioned that for a long time that this was going to pull all these other countries in, and it did. And the same question is being asked as it was from day one, what does success look like? And we still don't have an answer to that. You know, this may shock you, Casey, but I'm a bit of a mouthy person. <laughs> no. Have you have you ever noticed that? that that's really being self-aware. Um, Congratulations. I, I am a gum flapper. Mm-hmm. And this may shock you, as a young man, uh, I was exactly the same way as I am today. <laughs> However, mm-hmm. I was n- all throughout... Uh, elementary school, high school, until I became an adult, I was never involved in a fight. You know why? Because you I, knew when to walk I away. I knew when to walk away, and I knew who I could flap my gums to, and mm-hmm. I knew who to engage with and who not to engage with. Now, I engage with everyone now because, hey, we're adults, and if somebody wants to throw down, I, I guess I could defend myself. But the point is, the United States wants to be up in everybody's business versus just knowing when to leave things alone. Not everyone is worthy of U.S. military engagement. Mm -hmm. Not everyone is worthy of our treasure. And there's nothing Ukraine has done to prove to me over the history of that country 
that they will they would do the same for us if the chips were down. Does anybody actually believe that the roles were reversed? Zelensky would have been sprinting to America to ask how they could help us. Well, the only reason he sprinted to America was to demand more money at our capital. You can walk softly and carry a big stick. You can engage and not get into violence, both in your personal life and if you're running a country. I'm proof of that. You just got to have and this will shock people, some that I have this, some level of discretion mm-hmm. on who you're going to engage with and when. And we in this country, uh, the military industrial complex is so strong and our politicians are basically like addicts who have no self-control or restraint whatsoever and engage with everyone on everything. And then if you raise your hand like we have in, from the beginning and said, wait a second, a, B, C, D, E, F, and G don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Well, then you get you get banished. You get you're you're get you get ostracized. Same thing that happened with COVID. It's just it's just one cause to the next, Casey. And soon there'll be something else. There was Israel for a while. I think we're kind of maybe getting off that now. But it, it, that's what we do in this country. It's just one cause to the next. And if you don't virtue signal, whatever the cause is, then you get canceled. Uh, you think we're getting off that as Joe Biden and uh, Benjamin Netanyahu not agreeing on certain things. But as we mentioned on this very program, that's going to draw Iran into the situation, which it has done. So President Biden has announced that he raised more than $97 million for his campaign. And the Democrat Party in the fourth fundraising quarter of last year. So here's the guy who has the lowest approval ratings in a long time. He's going to need a lot of money to counter that. And his friends are stepping up to the plate, giving him $97 million. Can you imagine writing a check to Joe Biden? Like, you know, because the way it works in Hollywood is obviously Joe Biden is not sending an email directly to Steven Spielberg going, hey, would you write me a check? Mm hmm. They, you know, they often go through bundlers or whatever they call them. And um, can you imagine in Hollywood the person whose job it is to go to these celebrities and be like, hey, Biden, Biden needs a check. Biden's having a fundraiser. You're going to need to. I mean, like if you went to an Obama event and I obviously loathe Obama's politics, but at least, hey, there's some guy with some the guy with some star power and he's going to give a, a riveting speech. And, you know, if you're on the left, you feel like you've met somebody you know, pretty cool. Like, hey, I got to meet Obama. That's that's a cool thing. Who walks away from an engagement with Joe Biden and says, I feel good about the money I just gave him? I'm reinvigorated. <laughs> I, I really want to support this guy, especially when the latest polls coming out are saying that he's not the guy. He's not going to win. The latest uh, economist YouGov poll says that 44% goes to Trump and 35% goes to Biden. There's no, There's no way if the the jelly bean counting. Oh, we're on radio. I can say this. If the ballots are counted correctly mm-hmm. um, on election day or lead up to election day or month or whatever it is now, there's no way Donald Trump, I don't care if he's convicted. I don't care if he's convicted of conspiring with John Wayne Gacy between now and election day. There is no way Donald Trump will not be the president of the United States because the American people as a collective and swing state poll after swing state poll shows this are so sick of Joe Biden and the Democrats crap and they're sick of the price of food and the price of gas and illegal immigrants pouring across the border. There is no way if the election is on the up and up that Donald Trump is is not president of the United States, you know, this time next year. Well, and now uh 
what's his name? Dean Phillips, the guy from Minnesota. Yo, he, Dean. He just got a million dollar donation from a, a mega donor. Oh. And he's really starting to get more audible that Joe Biden thinks he is automatically the guy who's going to be representing his party without any primaries or any debates. Can you imagine, and I know there's limits on what you can spend that money on, but can mm-hmm. you imagine if someone handed you a million dollars? Have you ever, like, at night laid awake and wondered what that would be like? Every day. Here, I wish that would come true. Here is one million dollars. Mm-hmm. What would you do if, right now, okay, realistic conversation here. Mm-hmm. It's just us, us girls. Um, sure. What would you do right now if someone handed you $1 million? Like, you're free, no taxes, here's $1 mm-hmm. million. Mm-hmm. What would you do? I'd plan a few days off is what I would do. Oh? I, I would probably go How? on a vacation. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, do you have any, like, long-term plans? the beach. With the, with the, you know, here's with $1 the, million. With the million dollars? Uh, no, but I would figure that out as I'm sitting on uh, the beach somewhere. And you? Kev, <laughs> if someone were to hand you $1 million, what would you do with $1 million? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably buy a radio station. <laughs> oh boy, trust me from experience on that, buddy. That's the worst thing. You might as well light that money on fire, Buster. It's not going to be a very big radio station uh, either. Okay, so we pondered what I would do if I won the lottery, mm-hmm. which is I have told you if I won like hundreds of millions of dollars, the first thing I would do is I would go find out what the building that Lock Miller's is mm-hmm. across from across uh, the state house and the government yeah. center and I would buy that building so I could drape a Holcomb sucks sign like one of those <laughs> giant sheets right out the window uh-huh. and and uh, so I think what I would do with a million because I'd have to have to be a little more reasonable about the about this is I would go there and find out what it would cost maybe to rent the outside of the building for like <laughs> I don't know a week mm-hmm. because I, 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 I think I could could accomplish most of what I intend to do, which is to let because it's session right now, so everybody would see yeah, it. Yeah, they become the Holcomb sucks, and then maybe that would be Monday through Thursday, and then maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I would switch it out and put a Todd Young sucks sign out the window. I wouldn't be able to buy the building with a million dollars, but I would be able to get my message out for at least a week. Yeah, I was going to say you'd, you'd be able to get your message out for a lot less than a million dollars. All right, there's a good one uh, that's making its rounds from Babylon B, and some comedy oh. we're going to get to coming up from 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. After 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC, there's a lot of talk about President Biden's age. His campaign thinks that his age is an advantage because with age comes wisdom and experience. And I came across this and I thought, you know what? This is true and funny at the same time. Uh, Here's a good one from Babylon B. Family making a tough decision about grandpa. 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 Grandpa! Huh? <laughs> I think it's time that we had um, kind of a difficult conversation with you. You know how much we love you, right? Right. And I love you too. <laughs> and we only want what's best for you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's becoming more and more clear to us that we can't take care of you the way that you need to be taken care of. Why are you talking like that? I'm fine. Uh, 
Of course you are. <laughs> but let's be honest here. You're getting older, and things happen. You get confused, you forget where you are. You fall down. You need to go someplace where they can take care of you. Where people your age go. <laughs> we think it's time for you to run for U.S. Senate. <laughs> no! How can you do this to me? I still have a lot of good years left. <laughs> so Biden has been uh, secretly meeting with his donors to ease their concerns about his age and his energy. And he does the half step. It's like what I do when I have to cross the street and mm. there's cars waiting. Yeah. Kind of do that fake half jog to mm. make it look like you're moving faster when really you're not. Why do you do that? <laughs> I don't know. So they think I'm a good pedestrian. Uh, speaking of age... I see myself here on the YouTube chat. I've got to get a haircut. Yeah. Why are you wearing a blazer today? You've got, uh, you're very fancy well, today. first let me say this. I've got to get a haircut because I look like I'm nine years old when I grow my hair out. <laughs> and thanks to the We Grow Hair Indie stuff, it's so lush and thick again. Mm -hmm. I look like a little child and mm -hmm. I'm looking at myself right now. It's like, remember in Big when he has the suit, you know, the mm -hmm. set the end of Big when he cut, like, that's what I feel like right now um, because I'm, I do have a professional top on and I look like a little child in this. Yeah. Uh, I've been blessed, Casey, with, uh, I'll just, I don't know if it's good genetics or what, but I've been able to maintain a lot of my youthful beauty yeah. over the years mm -hmm. and a lot of people like I look at people I went to school with now they're looking a little haggard well I think what the, what happened to that person and then I realize I'm the same age as that person mm -hmm. and so I don't know which of my parents I owe that to but I got baby face genetics but I look like a small like somebody who is like dressing up to go to work with their parent today mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh cutting you are dressed up today well I wore a not really I mean I, I've got jeans on you can't see this I've got not, I just am not wearing clothes without holes in them, Casey, which <laughs> or is my a or, a, or a hoodie. Uh, I wore a blazer top here, which you can see because Klopfensteinstein, mm -hmm. you know, he's the uh, Lawrence, what is he, the Lawrence Chamber president, yeah, director or whatever, yeah, and he, he has a lunch once a month and mm -hmm. they ask somebody to come speak. And for some reason, they asked me to come speak at the you've already done this, right? I have. How was it? It was wonderful. What did like, what do you do? You talk and then Brad will ask some questions. Do I just get up there and speak? Field questions from the rolling? crowd and then you get, you know, soup and a salad. It's, well, it's always a, it's always a, uh, by the way, the one I really wanted to do, the uh, tomorrow at the Brownsburg Chamber of Commerce, I was told it's the state of the school speech. I'd <laughs> love to be there to do uh, deliver that one. Do you think one. they'll say the state of the school is strong? <laughs> um, so what you just I am I am I gonna like give remarks or do I just get yeah. up there and they oh boy yeah you're you're gonna be there to talk oh my goodness so why I'm always amazed at corporate -y type events mm -hmm. like I get the political stuff people want me to come and bring the heat that's one thing but I'm always amazed at the corporate -y type events people want would want me to come because with the corporate crowd it's a lot of loathing because mm -hmm. we're so critical of the establishment. And right. Um, I'll be interested to see what sort of questions you get because when I go out and speak in public, <laughs> the big question I always get is, how do you work with that guy? Didn't some guy get up in your biz when mm -hmm. you went about you? <laughs> it was like the Q and A portion of the program, and the guy just wanted to complain about yeah. you, and I was waiting for the question that never came. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll be curious to see if you get a question of what's it like to work with her yeah i think the other problem and then you can say how wonderful and I amazing it is yeah. i always do every article mm -hmm. that is written about me did you see that one in the Hendricks county connect and, i did and I, right out of the gate it was yeah, how great you were you do you give me glowing praise which is very nice i've really gotten 
I mean, let's face it. I've probably had three or four great moments in my radio career, and I've made a lot of money mm-hmm. off really just doing three or four decent things. And, <laughs> you know, people, I, I'm mildly interesting. I'm somewhat quotable, and so I think that's why they talk to me. But, yes, I'm going to go, and I'll answer all the questions, and I'll tell everybody how great you are. I think the other problem is I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I shaved this morning, mm-hmm. and I usually go about three or four days. Yeah. Well, well, probably longer than that, four or five days before I shave. And I just feel like with the hair... And they clean shave. And then I've got this jacket on, which is weird. I just feel like I'm like a little child going to work today. You're out of sorts today. Uh, You look like you could be at a Miss America competition. Did you see who won Miss America? Her name is Madison Marsh. She's a military person. Yeah, 22-year-old second lieutenant. And she's an actual woman. She she is an actual woman and an actual pilot in uh-huh. the U.S. Air Force. I think it's absolutely fantastic. She is the first active duty military service member to win the title mm-hmm. in the pageant's 100-year history. Great. Love I think that. she's a fantastic Love example that. for young women everywhere. And, of course, Miss Indiana, she secured the title of second runner-up in the recent Miss America oh. pageant that was That's held on place. Sunday. That is third Why place. Why don't they just say third place well they've got some weird vernacular they use for it but um so her name is cindy bridges okay and she's a registered nurse oh. at riley children's hospital here in indianapolis we love all of our nursing friends mm-hmm. you people do a phenomenal phenomenal job uh my wife's mother is a is a nurse and uh we love all of you people you do great work so thanks to all the military people and all the nurses out yep. there and if you'd like to see pictures of these lovely women you can over at wibc.com just select the side piece it is kendall and casey on 93 wibc it's 11.36 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. More than 1,200 flights have been canceled today. United Airlines, also Southwest Airlines, canceling a bunch due to weather. United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby, recently he was talking about his staff, and he was saying that he wants 50% of his hires to be women or people of color. Check this out. How is diversity and diversity targets working into the Aviator Academy? We have committed that 50% of the class of, of the classes will be women or people of color. Uh, today, only 19% of our pilots at United Airlines are women or people of color. And by the way, from all the data I've seen, that's the highest of any airline in the country. White males don't just dominate in the cockpits, also in the C-suite at United Airlines. Well, look, at United, I'm proud of the diversity that we actually have in our, our C-suite. I think if you look around corporate America... So this sounds to me he like backpedaled he, out of that one pretty quick, didn't he? he? He doesn't really care whether they can effectively fly a plane or not. All that matters is that they check a box and that they have the correct profile. Well, look, I mean, we've got a Supreme Court justice who Biden made very clear is only there because she's a woman and black. Corinne Jean-Pierre is because she's a woman, she's black and she's gay. This is the new thing. This is why I don't get on airplanes, Casey. Mm-hmm. You know, you know why I'm driving my car? Because I've got a pretty good track record of driving the car. Knock on wood. Hopefully nothing happens to me today. But I am not getting on a death tube with some person who's there because they're a woman or they're the color of their skin. I want to get on if if I'm getting on an airplane, I want the best person to be flying the plane. Right. Uh, DEI is going to get people hurt because why, you're going to be hiring somebody who's not even qualified to be flying the plane. Ke- Kevin is going to leave the country. Mm-hmm. Kevin is going to fly to a foreign land. Kevin, you're going to go over a massive body of water 
are you uncomfortable knowing the person flying you may be flying you because of the color of their skin or whether they have a penis or not? <laughs> uh, I haven't really thought about it. Well, oh, you should probably start thinking <laughs> about it. No, I'm not, I'm not worried. Now you're going to get him scared. I would be. I would be petrified. I mean, this makes me sort of like, oh my gosh, do I want to get on that plane? Who knows how qualified they are? As long as they look the right way. I just can't even believe that someone would get on an airplane knowing this now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so LinkedIn is now a dating app. <laughs> More than half, 52% of the uh, networking site users are using it to find love. This is funny because didn't we have this conversation the other day about what is the point of LinkedIn? Or Mm -hmm. maybe I just had that conversation with myself. No, it was with me. Okay, very good. It's like people who can't give up social media even when they're working. Yeah, okay, because it was like, I don't understand the point of LinkedIn. Like, everybody knows... I'm Rob Kendall. I mm-hmm. do the Kendall and Casey show on WIBC. Like, but people all the time want to follow my LinkedIn. I put a thing out yesterday on my LinkedIn. I said, follow me at Rob M. Kendall on Twitter for the stuff you're here for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the juicy stuff. Right. Because all I ever do here is post my State House Happenings, Happenings show. Right. Because like, what? What? I'm not looking for a, a, a job. And the skills that I have is not like somebody's going to be out there. I need a machinist or I need a carpenter. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Why are people on LinkedIn? What it's is the place, point? It's a placeholder for your resume. At least that's what it is for me. And if you are seeking employment, that's where you can do some networking. And you're not going to see any of the sort of photos you want to see on LinkedIn either. I mean, it's not like it's Instagram or someplace like that. But I, I'm wondering if the part with LinkedIn is that you can go check out someone's profile and then they know that you've Oh, looked. yeah, you can see, right? That's so why I don't ever look at it. interest. I never look at anybody's profile on LinkedIn because I don't want people, I don't, I mean, I don't want people knowing I'm looking at them. Either that or you fish where the other fishermen aren't fishing. Oh, that's Hello. a great plan. All right, Micah Beckwith is going to join us next. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And oh my goodness, what better way to close out the show today with an uplifting voice, a voice of compassion and dignity mm-hmm. and, uh, well, radical right wingism. Let's go to the WIBC hotline. The voice, the conservative voice, of the state of Indiana, Pastor Mike Beckwith joins us now. All right, Beckwith, Trump won last night. You've been Trump trained from the beginning. You told DeSantis to eat it a long time ago. You <laughs> just me must be pleased as punch. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, listen I, I like Ron DeSantis. I think he's done a great job governing i just don't think his time was now and i i think what what a lot of people especially in the political elite kind of uh uh stratosphere what they're what they don't get is how mad the american people are right now at the deep state or at the bureaucratic bureaucratic uh, nightmare state i would say that has been created over the last 50 60 years and we want somebody to go in there and break 
the living daylights out of uh, this this out of control Washington uh, establishment, and and Trump's the guy to do that. I think he'll go back in with a vengeance and just and just you know throw punches. And, and again, I think Ron DeSantis will make a great president someday. Uh, I just don't think his time's right now. Now, people might look and say, okay, you're a very conservative pastor. You're you know deeply into the word. Some people look at Trump and go, I don't know if he's the best example for biblical principles. Ron DeSantis might be a little more aligned with that. But you said, no, Trump's, Trump's the guy. Explain yourself, Beckwith. Explain yourself. Well, it's it's not. I'm not voting for him to be my pastor or my spiritual leader. I'm voting for him to be a warrior going into a very dark world to fight on our behalf, to fight on my children's behalf. And listen, Trump isn't. He's not the uh, the picture of what it is to be a Christ follower. Absolutely, I agree with that. But but God used Nebuchadnezzar. God used evil kings like King Cyrus and King Darius, kings that did not know God, that did not worship God, that did wicked things in God's eyes. God used them to bless his people. And, and I think when we, when we kind of have this self-righteous sort of spirit in, in us, I've seen it, I've seen it, especially in the church world over the last eight years, like people will, in the church world will point to Trump and say, you're a terrible person. God couldn't use you because you're so bad. Well, what that's doing, that's exposing the spirit of self-righteousness in their own heart. Because if you want to point at Trump and say, God can't use Trump because he's a bad person, you've just disqualified yourself because in God's eyes, everyone is fallen, everyone has sinned, and we are all uh, filthy rags. And Paul talks about it in Scripture. He says, if you're going to try to compare your works to somebody else's works to try to justify yourself spiritually, you're, all you're doing is comparing your filthy rags to that person's filthy rags. You're just, it might not be as dirty, but it's still very dirty in the eyes of the Lord. And, and ultimately, we all need forgiveness, redemption, salvation through the through the perfect blood of Christ Jesus, and and that's that's the point. I've seen so I've seen the spirit of self righteousness rear its ugly head in the church in America over the last five, six, seven years, and they're pointing at Donald Trump. Christians are pointing at Donald Trump and saying God couldn't use you. And I'm like, wow, have you not read the Gospels? Have you not read Scripture? Do you not understand what you're doing right now? And that's why, again, I can look at Donald Trump and say he's going to be a great president. Not, I'm not looking at him as my spiritual mentor or guide. I'm saying he's going to be a warrior that we're sending into the battle to defend us from evil. Micah Beckwith joins us, conservative voice of Indiana. So Trump's set to win 98 out of the 99 Iowa counties. What happened in the one? But uh, were you surprised <laughs> at how quickly it, it, it happened and they were predicting, projecting that it was for Trump? Oh, no. I, I think I have had my pulse on the, the this kind of this race for a while. I mean, again, people want to send a message to Washington. And I know all of Washington, the elite, that's a beautiful thing about what happened last night is people in Washington right now are literally trembling in fear because of what happened, because they know if Trump gets back in, they there's going to be so many heads that are going to roll. And I mean that because and, and that's a good thing because the, the tyrannical Washington uh, uh, bureaucratic state has has abused the American people, and they know if Trump gets in, he's coming in with a vengeance. He's coming in. He's gonna he's gonna right a lot of wrongs. And again, he's not perfect. He's not gonna be perfect. But but they know that their time is short if he gets elected. So I I, I think the pulse of the people is saying we want to send a message to Washington. And last night, I I mean I predicted it. I I saw it play out. 
Iowa started this whole thing, and we're going to continue to see this um, throughout the rest of this uh, primary season. All right, Beck, with you, of course, running for a lieutenant governor, and your job is to convince the delegates that you are the uh, the best choice. And isn't that sort of the pitch that a guy like you is going to make is like, look, everybody's let you down in the state of Indiana. Republicans are not your friend. They're not helping you out at all. Your taxes have never been higher. The government's never been bigger. Isn't that sort of the same pitch? Now, obviously, you go at it with a much different approach than than Trump, but that's the, the argument here, right, is that the Republicans and Democrats alike have colossally failed everyone. Republicans always claim to be better or different, and then they're not. And so that's sort of an argument that extrapolates from Washington on down. you got to throw all these bums out and totally clean house. Yeah, and I think it gets a good point. You're right. It's sometimes it's it's uh, Republicans and Democrats can oftentimes be the uh, different sides of the same coin, right? We're just it's just the uniparty kind of mentality where it's like you're not really any different. You just like to have a little bit of a different talking point, and then you bamboozle us, and then pull the wool over our eyes, and we're right back into the boat that we started in. And so to that point, the way that you expose that is you get people who are willing to call it out as they see it from an honest perspective. So the best disinfectant is sunlight. I, again, as lieutenant governor, there's not, you know, you don't have, you're not the governor. You don't have the authority that the governor has. But one thing you do have is you have a bully pulpit. You have the ability to to speak truth. You have the ability to get out and tell Hoosiers what's going on actually in the government, what we can do to rally people to, to the cause. And that's what I, I think that's what I'm good at. It's what God's gifted me at is to say, hey, here's an issue. Come on, Hoosiers, let's go. Like, let's attack this issue head on, and together we can we can change it. And I, I think that will be my strength is every every person in Indiana is going to be able to trust that, hey, as lieutenant governor, I'm not going to go along with the, with the elite party establishment when they tell me to sit down and shut up. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say, no, listen, this is a problem, and we need to take it to the people. And so I think, if, again, if you do that, the people are smart. The people know how to fix things. We don't need the government to come in and fix our lives for us. We, the people, know how to fix the problems. We just have to know what's going on. We have to have the truth. And then once we know the truth, then, then the truth will set us free. And so that's that's really the solution. It's not rocket science. And I really believe I'm, I'm set up and equipped to be able to be that voice. So Mike Braun was the only candidate for governor who backed Trump. Do you say that that's a clear signal that he's the one to beat for governor in the state of Indiana? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Mike's uh, – it's his race to lose right now, absolutely. I mean, he's the front runner. I think his name, name ID and just kind of his his uh, standing in, in the Senate is certainly um, – he's got a strong position. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's his – you know, it's just going to be his. It's going to be a walk in the park. Um, he's got some good competition. He's got some good challengers. Um, we've got a robust primary. I think it's still – uh, I think it still could go any any direction right now, and so um, don't get complacent. And uh, and I would say this to all the candidates: don't don't think it's over before it's over. And and so get out and sell the message. And I would say uh, I would say Mike still needs to come out and really kind of sell his vision. There are some Hoosiers as I'm talking to them around the state that they don't really know the governing policies that Mike Braun would, would implement if he were governor. So they know who he is. They, they might think highly of him. But when you start to say, well, what's the policy issues that you're going to bring into the governor's office, a lot of them can't answer that. So I think there's still a lot of selling that has to, has to be done with all the candidates to say, hey, here are the specifics that we are going to do on day one 
uh, day 100 and, and, you know, for four years in the in the governor's office. Uh, okay, so we get you out of here with this today, Beckwith. You were telling us, you know, sometimes people doubt the power of this radio show, and I think sometimes maybe even you do as well, even though you've been asked for many autographs and appeared at many <laughs> events based on your connection here. But you were telling me that once again you were hit right between the eyes with the power of this radio program just the other day. <laughs> I was okay. I was walking into uh, Urban Air yesterday for my uh, son's birthday party in Noblesville, and I'm like 30 feet, or I'm 30 yards away from the from the building. Like I, I'm like parking way back in the back of the parking. I'm walking, and all of a sudden I hear. Well, I'm like that sounds like Rob Kendall's voice coming from somewhere, and I'm getting. I'm like I don't. I'm looking around. I don't see. I don't see any cars on. I don't see anything. I get up to the. As I start walking up to the building, it's just getting louder and louder and louder. And no joke, there was a FedEx delivery truck that had its doors open. I didn't see the driver anywhere. He might have been in the back of the truck or in the building. And he had your your guys' show blaring. I mean, like, you could hear it over at Godby Furniture's, like, uh, the other store. I mean, it was literally this guy. It was like the uh, the hip-hop version of Thumping Down the Road, but mm-hmm. with Rob Kendall rob kendall's voice and so hey you're, you guys are uh yeah, even fedex workers are you know are are uh pumped to be listening to you guys uh you know far and wide so well done keep it up now uh the, you know i told you this when we first met mike i don't know if you remember you asked you said what's it like to be you and i said uh you know it's it's a uh, just a, a both a you know a pressure and a joy beyond words and um you know i'm glad you see it firsthand what i'm the, the, the i mean just just the pressure we have to deal with every single day i mean that fedex guy mm-hmm. we probably make his day we are probably the best thing that happens to him every single day and various truck drivers and mail drivers etc across the the great state of indiana so uh, i'm just glad you got to witness that firsthand hey you guys have a you guys have a powerful voice i don't think i actually asked you though i don't i don't think i said what is it like to be rob kendall in a positive light i think it was more negative it was like how do you do it man like everybody hates you and i don't know how do you get out of bed in the morning uh mike i'm kidding kidding. not everybody hates you i love you casey loves you oh my goodness you're uh, i was gonna say you're the best but you're something else micah beckwith thank you Uh, Let's wrap it up right there. Thank you, Micah. And thank you, Rob. Thanks, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. Tony Katz is up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.